Hello, everyone. I'm Bo. I am Don. And this is another Donneron podcast. And uh, today we are talking about a game that is very sacred to a very specific group of people. <laughs> uh, junior millennials yeah. and elder Zoomers. To them, this is the first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. And it's odd for our age group to be so fond of it because normally our sacred first-person shooter is Quake. Yeah. That is yeah, our yeah. age group's <laughs> sacred shooter. Like it's, It was our Fortnite. Um, or, uh, no, our Fortnite was UT99. Oh. oh Unreal man. Tournament. Yep, Unreal Tournament 99 was our Fortnite. But I, I've i told this story a thousand times, but I can't talk about this game without leaving yeah, it with the story. So um, uh, I hated Halo mm-hmm. as a, yeah. uh, when it first came out. <laughs> Could not stand it. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys actually remember it, but uh, I used to be in Cody's basement every weekend. Yeah, I would yeah, drive. Yeah. I had my license. I would drive to Tell City. I would come downstairs. GameCube controller in hand. Hey guys, are we playing Melee? And you all were gathered around the 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 Melee was in the back room, the one with all the exposed pipe and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you guys were all up front in the den of the basement. Yeah. On uh, Mark's big. You remember the big screen? Yeah. You were yeah. on. You were on that. Uh, I don't, for those of you that don't remember what big screen TVs used to look, they used to be gigantic. It was. Yeah. It was. Um, uh, it, it, it was like a big refrigerator box in width. You've been down there more recently than I have. Is it still down there? The big yes. screen? Yes. W- no. Yes. I th- first. I thought. I thought they got rid of it, but I don't think they. I don't it, envy it, who has to get rid of that. It's thing. built into the foundation at this yeah, point. I think I, it's load bearing. I don't envy anyone that has to carry that That's big motherfucker back up the stairs. But uh, and I just can't see Mark being <laughs> super excited about doing it. Yeah. Um. But uh. So you guys were all gathered around a TV playing uh, a different game, and I was like, "Cool, it's melee time. Let's go, guys!" And I walked in, and I kind of walked back, and I'm like, "It's melee time!" And you guys were like, "No, we're playing Halo. You'll love it." I went home. Yeah, I got back in my car and drove the half hour to forty five minute trip back here to Yankee Town, and uh, played melee with my my local friends. <laughs> um, but no, uh, the game was Halo, and Halo went into it completely missed. I did not own an Xbox. I didn't have any super good friends that had one other than Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I made, uh, you know what? Like I said in our last podcast, we were raised very reactionary. I made my statement, damn it. Yeah. I don't care how f- much fun and good memories you're making. <laughs> I'm not going back on my beliefs. So, uh, but anyway, uh, I did have an Xbox 360 when it came out. And when Halo 3 came out, the day it came, I just happened to be in GameStop selling games. I'm like, oh, Halo 3 came out. Fuck it, I might as well try. Someone missed their pre-order, and with Halo 3, if you missed your pre-order, they were going to sell it anyway. Mm-hmm. So I bought it from, so whoever it is that I stole your pre-order, uh, snooze you lose, buddy. Um, the, uh, the, you know, the invisible hand made its decision, <laughs> and it gave me uh, Halo 3. So uh, I went back and I played it, and I felt absolutely fucking in love. Um, I finally got it. And uh, Halo 3 was the first one that had the forge. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Forge was super fun, but um, what we discuss at Donner, we like to discuss gameplay, but what we really like to discuss is we really like to discuss the narratives of these games, and that is honestly what separates Halo from a lot of shooters, is it has a... Uh, Halo 1 is a legit James Cameron movie. Yeah. It could have been a James Cameron movie in the it 80s. Very easily uh, Halo 2 could have been a Ridley Scott movie. <laughs> um, and Halo 3 was straight Steven Spielberg action blockbuster. <laughs> One of the ones he produces, not directs. So when you um, bought Halo Three, you you had a friend with you at the time that you spent like a Aaron. Yeah. Aaron lived with me at the time. Okay, yeah. So it, and it was like after college or in college uh, during. Yeah, yeah, because it came out in two thousand eight nine. 
2009. I, I took uh, two off years before okay. I worked for two years. Well, I did absolutely nothing for one year, then worked no, for one year, then actually, went to college. I think it came out in 2008 because I remember Halo 3 being... No, uh, I think it was 2007. Don, I think it might have been seven. I think we're both way off. Because okay. Halo... F- I remember there being a thing where Halo 3 or a video game in some way was going to save McCain's campaign because all the millennials weren't going to be playing instead of voting for Obama. 2007, you might be thinking of, uh, in 2008, you might be thinking of Mass Effect. Maybe. Mass Effect was huge on political on uh, in, in uh, political discourse anyway, because if you remember, there was a uh, oh, Republican senator yeah. who, uh, no, not only sex, but you could, uh, he honestly believed that you made your sex partner whatever you wanted them to be, and then uh, that part of the gameplay was like, he honestly believed that it was a sex simulator. Uh, so he was ahead of his time. <laughs> That's what we need. We need to find a nice conservative Trump voter and like kidnap them, put them into like a Nintendo, like uh, or not a not Nintendo, a Xbox, a Microsoft Office. Like, mm. think of the one thing that can corrupt America's youth away from Christianity and Trump and Trump and Andy. And tell us what that game would look like. Take notes. KOTOR 2. Take notes. KOTOR 2. Take notes with Sex Simulator. uh, What's funny, um, (laughs) what's uh, KOTOR 2 with Romance Mechanics for Kreia? Yeah. Um, But uh, the uh, KOTOR 2, the expansion, the mom fuckers. (laughs) Um, But uh, no, uh, uh, it's funny because um, we mentioned video games corrupting people against Republicans. The dialogue is just the opposite now. Um, it's uh, young conservative uh, white men are upset that video games aren't 100% catered to their (laughs) conservative values Um, as as critical as I am of The Last of Us because I just don't get the big deal at all um, I do think it's ridiculous that so many people are upset that you are playing a young woman that's in love with another woman I don't. I don't understand okay. why you hate the game for that reason. I don't understand. You could hate the game because it's it's derivative and stupid. Yeah. Because it's just another zombie apocalypse game. It's just another one. And it's not left um, for dead. So. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. The. Uh, but um. The. Uh, and what's funny is they'll go after that, but like Disco Elysium, they're fine with all the shit in that. I guess because <laughs> it's not mainstream enough. Um. But uh. No. So Halo Three. Uh, what impressed me the most about... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I, I was going to ask before we got on the tangent. Uh, so you were playing with someone... Were you playing the campaign? We co-op? did play the campaign. Um, okay. And uh, since neither of us had any uh, attachment to the game before going into it, I always got to be chief. He was arbiter. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I'm glad about that because I, I, w- I want to be chief, damn it. <laughs> like, um, Halo 5 sucks for that one reason. It might be the great greatest game of all time, but I'll never play it. Mm-hmm. Because you're not chief, master um, chief. The uh, two good words so <laughs> they go great together. He's literally a, a a Western video game character named the way Japanese name their video <laughs> games. They take two words that just sound cool and mash them together. Um, and Kingdom Hearts is the only one I can think of where that that word actually becomes something in the game. There is something in Kingdom Hearts that is Kingdom Hearts, mm-hmm. but like Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest. Uh, in fact, I've been reading The Tale of Dragon Quest by 3rd Edition Publishing. Incredible books if you want some insight into JRPGs. Um, they're literally books of documenting the creation of these great JRPGs. And um, Yuji Horii actually learned in manga school. He wanted to be a mangaka. He learned in manga school that you just take two words 
that just sound cool on their own and put them together for yeah. some reason. Um, so that explained to me why we have Resident Evil. Okay. Uh, Dragon Quest. It, that's just a Japanese and Master thing. Chief, yeah. the, and ma- now <laughs> Master Chief. But uh, what... So the fact the fact that I fell in love with Halo had a lot to do with the fact that my best friend literally lived with me. Yeah. Okay. Um. So uh, because I, I really believe Halo is a communal game. Yeah. Even when you're playing the uh, the and so Halo this this incredible storyline. Um. And what's cool about the Halo storyline is it takes what other science fiction just does, but it provides an explanation for why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Like. There's very clear reasons why politically, religiously, and culturally the covenant wants us destroyed. <laughs> it's not just resources. Yeah. Because it's almost always just resources or they see us as inferior or something like that. But the covenant has really neat reasons for that happening. And the covenant even has a split within itself within itself by the time because if you guys listen to the Halo 2 podcast, you understand the elites are now in opposition mm-hmm. of the covenant. Because uh uh, Arbiter realized that three f- that uh, Guilty Spark is not a oracle. Guilty Spark is a soulless bureaucrat trying to destroy the universe. He wants a button pressed. Uh. <laughs> I love how fucking polite he is about it, too, and how exasperated he is. That no one would. And the um, we'll get to this in the end, yeah. but um. Anyway, I love how much character development he gets throughout the series. Oh yeah. Um so <laughs> for a little orb. At the end of Halo 2, uh Gravemind gets what he wants. Yes. Because he makes it where no one has any choice but to give him what he wants. Mm-hmm. Arbiter and Chief have to work with him because the Covenant has made it to where the Covenant has has, has been so fucking stupid about this that they've made it to where the uh the flood is less of a threat than they are. Yeah. So Gravemind takes advantage of that by saying, look, man, you might survive my invasion. You're not going to survive those rings firing off. Mm-hmm. So uh, Chief winds up on high charity, and he leaves Cortana behind. And that is the most important plot point of Halo 3. Yes. Uh, because I, 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 I can't remember exactly. I, I know she stays behind to, as a safeguard to make so that she can destroy high yes. charity. Yes, that's exactly the reason yeah. she got left behind. And Chief escapes. He literally jumps off of high charity yeah. above Earth orbit. Oh, God. I've, I, now I remember. Yep. Yeah. He literally just jumps. And Halo 3 opens with one of the coolest openings in a video game I think I've ever seen. It's Chief falling like a falling star. Mm-hmm. And Cortana explaining why she chose, because she specifically picked Chief. And uh, now... For people that played Halo 4 or Reach, this is old news, mm-hmm. but Reach and Halo 4 went out at the time. Only people that read Fall of Reach would understand this. The reasons Cortana's giving for why she picked Chief, why she picked John, are the same as Dr. Halsey's. <laughs> They're all the same, and mm-hmm. it all boils down to one thing, because she says, you know what you had that everyone else didn't? Luck. And right as she says that, Chief crashes like a meteor into the Earth, and he just so happens to be where Avery and Arbiter are patrolling. <laughs> um, so Avery, who is literally a pwn, and I found out quite recently that his character was just supposed to be a joke about a pwn. Yeah, but we loved him so much in the first game, even though he canonically dies. He yeah. dies, and at the beginning of Halo Two. When Chief's like, how'd you survive the Halo ring? He's like, that's classified information, Chief. (laughs) Told you to wear a tux. You old son of a bitch. Like, (laughs) they literally do the the Carl Weathers and the Schwarzenegger. Um, But uh, 
got the influence that these VHS era action films mm-hmm. had on this game. I, I see scan lines when I play Halo Three. Beautiful. <laughs> um, it is. It's more Blood Dragon than Blood Dragon, really. <laughs> um, so anyway. You wake up, Chief sees Arbiter, immediately pulls out his gun, yeah, it, and you have the whole, Chief, he's on our side now. Maybe <laughs> he's on your side. Listen, I don't like you, and you don't like me. It, it's like right after 2016, you get bonked on the head right after you know everything's going to hell. <laughs> you wake up in 2020, and John Kasich decloaks from the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> you put a gun under his chin. He's with us now. <laughs> And if you have and if you have three controllers, Senator Flake <laughs> is right over here <laughs> on the hover tank. <laughs> okay, so um, so anyway, uh, Apone catches Chief up, mm-hmm. and then one of the most important lines in the game is asked. Apone looks at Chief. Where's Co- Chief? Where's Cortana? And he reaches for the back of his head, yes. and he gets a flat, a psychic flash of Cortana. And it's funny because Chief, the, the relationship. I know we make a lot of jokes about oh, Chief and Cortana want to fuck. It's one of the best written relationships in video games. Yeah, it really is. And the fact that it came from a Western-made first-person shooter that literally markets to monster flat bills, it's incredible that it's in this game. But Chief goes, she was, she was left behind. I love that reach, though. Uh, When he just instinctively reaches for it. Um, And uh, so anyway, you have no Cortana. And that first mission, there's so many... You don't notice it the first time you play the game, but as you play it later, there's... And I didn't notice the first time I played because I had Mm -hmm. no emotional attachment to Cortana. But um, as you go through that first level, there's so many things Cortana would be harping on. Mm -hmm. And that silence is purposely felt. No other character speaks at a moment when Cortana would have. Yeah, there's no one telling you to keep your head down because there's two of you because there's not two of you. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so uh, basically, uh, the Brutes are, they have some base or something you have to, I don't remember the first missions um, thing. Uh, uh, humanity is on its back foot more than usual. There's no Earth. Well, because there there's is, something on Earth that the Covenant needs for that ring. Yeah, they kicked our asses everywhere, but then they all congregated near Mozambique. That's right, because they, they were coming for the thing we thought they were coming for at the beginning of two. Yeah. But at the beginning of two, they didn't really know. Yeah, but this, like, like they, they didn't know that Earth was the, well, not everyone in the Covenant, like, regret anyway, did not know that humans lived on Earth. He just thought it was a place that they were going to go to eventually, and he figured he'd just go ahead of, ahead of schedule. The Covenant Network's blowing up. Regret, regret, regret. <laughs> what do you think it means? I regret sending my alien butt to your <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's like the, the ruins of New Mombasa, where you played in the second game. Mm-hmm. And apparently, uh, <laughs> it just can't catch a break. Honestly, um, Africa has an absurd amount of reason to... Um, just look at uh, to see new neighbors showing up and just know that things are going to go to hell really fast. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> aliens, aliens just happen to hit here. Yeah, the uh, the, cr- the cradle of human civilization is quite a burden yeah, to bear. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of history. So, uh, uh, the m- more history than literally anywhere else <laughs> on the planet. More genetic um, diversity, too. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Um, the um actually I got in an argument with that at work the other day where the guy was like you can't prove that life started in Africa and I was like maybe not indefinitely but every scientist in the world agrees that humanity originated in Africa like yeah. the um 
Uh, why? Okay, well, do you why have, is that a problem? Like, <laughs> That's the first. Why is that a problem? Uh, uh, like, why is your position? It could be literally like it. Sh- it was actually literally anywhere else. <laughs> like, do you have like an idea? Like, are are you? A, do you think it started in China? Are you like a? Are, are you a communist who is like? Are, are, I'm sorry. Are you a Maoist who is really hung up on the five thousand years of history thing <laughs> and will defend it no matter what? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, the we- uh, China is 100% homogenous. There's no genetic. There's no cultural diversity. <laughs> it's it's all on. Uh, Uyghurs are uh, you know you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a genocide. <laughs> they're, they're Chinese who are just doing the wrong thing. <laughs> uh, <So>. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, Maoist. Um. Uh, so uh, bad on Twitter. It's about their only crime, really. So I'm not going to harp on it too much. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, uh, you, you go through this first mission, and uh, you wind up uh, you're, you're going back to a base, a hidden base. Yep, and uh, Keys is there. Yes, uh, Amanda Keys. Amanda Keys. Uh, and at this point, she is so established in the lore that we're not calling her Keys' daughter anymore. It's just She's Keys. Just Keys. Um, so you you get to this base, and uh, the Prophet of Truth. Yes, uh, it's an old 20th century silo, apparently. Yes, from like uh, it's it's interesting. It's like uh, it's it's just old. It's out out of the way. It's like a perfect rebel underground. Yep, and uh, uh, truth facetimes you. Yeah, like you're in like you are all of you vermin. <laughs> and uh, my favorite thing is when he <laughs> me- he mentions the demon at one point, and Chief just that fucking classic VHS line. He looks over. Does he always talk about me? <laughs> like I fucking love it. <laughs> the um. But anyway, your your goal is to get out because Truth is going to destroy that base. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool when Chief shows up too, because when Chief shows up, there's that thing where they're like, "Is that a? It's a it's a Spartan." And the guy's like, "Dude, don't do that to me." Don't 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 tell me that they're, they're, the Spartans died on reach, and then he looks over and he's like, "Oh my god!" Like these guys <laughs> have been out of the loop for a while. Yeah. Um. So, uh, anyway, chief chief becomes the uh, UNSC symbol of hope, mm-hmm. and it's done in a much more realistic and understandable way than in uh, Mass Effect. Uh, I'm Commander Shepard, <laughs> and when I'm on the Citadel, I do my shopping. <laughs> Yeah, like um, I mean, I mean, they did. They already did the like a World War II war bonds thing with the in, in two, where he's got the camera. Yeah, and he refused to wear the tux. But now there's just no like there's no real time for that. It's, right. it's all fighting all the time. Yes. Um. So anyway, uh, damn, I'm kind of getting murky already. Uh, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so after the attack, um, you relocate. Uh, like you, you get in your uh, warthog with survivors, mm-hmm. and you regroup. Warthog um, mission, and, and you get like, uh, and White Admiral Man, who I still can't remember his name is. Apparently, he hood. got off that. Hood. No, not Hood, not Hood. Yeah, the Hood blew up in World War One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Okay, uh, White Admiral Man. He is saying that all of the uh, co- uh, Covenant uh, forces are, co- are are coalescing around the place where Reach's forerunner ship that took off and you hijacked landed. Right. They're digging. They're excavating something. No, it is Hood. It's Lord Hood. Okay, it's Lord. Oh yeah. wow, that's a good His name. His name's Lord Hood, Fleet Admiral Terrence Hood. Okay, uh, so um, yeah, Hood is giving you the lowdown. We need to take out that ship because it's apparently plugged into some kind of subterranean structure, the Ark. Yep. And they're going to activate all the Halo rings, and the only way we can, we we have one shot at stopping that. We need to 
punch a hole in their anti-air network and send everything we have that flies on a kamikaze run (laughs) to destroy that ship. And how are we going to punch a hole in the middle of a well-organized, highly technological alien blockade, a bunch of guys with AK-47s and Toyota Helixes? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> historically the greatest weapon of warfare. It's the most devastating. Like, <laughs> like you don't see it happen, but there's a bunch of chat, uh, we, chatty and militia guys coming from up north. I really like Ready the idea. Terrence Hood's like, according to Intel, we've gotten from our new ally, Kane Lips. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. Everything he did turns out it was just to stop the covenant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But so, um, y- y- yeah, you and Arbiter fight your way. Uh, uh, y- you drive your way through a ruined city and all that. Mm. And then you finally get up to like a big hill overlooking a giant crater. You take out a big anti aircraft gun through a bunch of really cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, like, I mean, you could do it lame and, and safe, or you could just throw yourself into the meat grinder over and over and over and over again until you do something cool. Mm. <laughs> like OCD. Like, uh, I can't... I had to reset. That wasn't cool. Right. I got I to lob the grenade, or I got to punch somebody and take the rocket launcher and shoot straight up or something. I can't... I, I, I can't... I, don't do me like this. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't do me like this. Like, I, I'm, I'm Master Chief, not, not Servant Chief. <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> Vassal chief. <laughs> I'm not vassal servant. <laughs> but so yeah, after and then after the uh, anti-air gun goes down, uh, you get that awesome cutscene of everything humanity has left that flies, throwing shit at the forerunner ship, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. The forerunner ship goes off, and you get that trailer scene. Mm-hmm. The finish the fight with something going off and Master Chief's visor reflecting yep. it what the or- with the orchestral tone building up to a crescendo. And then it's it, it, it but the, the beam doesn't destroy everything. It just puts a giant comma, uh, spirit bomb mm-hmm. above the earth and all the covenant ships start floating into it. And Hood's coughing because somewhere wherever he is, like uh, his uh, he, it did that sci-fi thing, I guess. Where the control panel shows up. Oh yeah, like you get a yeah. torpedo. <laughs> yeah, like a little known fact about World War II: if your deck gun goes off, it's not the magazine cooking off that destroys the ship. It's the fact that the captain's computer blew up in his face for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> what did Truth just do? Did he activate <laughs> the rings? <laughs> and Key says, uh, "No, something else is going on." And it, it that's kind of the whole that's kind of a, a microcosm of Halo itself. It's something's about to happen, and then it just turns out to not be what you expected. Yeah. Um. So anyway, now we've got a new problem. Yeah. And because after all the uh, Covenant ships went into that little orb, another Covenant ship came from space. Only it's like it's it's literally got stink lines coming out of it, and it's about. <laughs> <laughs> Spreading the love of Nurgle, um, like it crashes, and the uh, oh god, what, what's his name from uh, Charlie Brown? Pigpen. Pigpen from Charlie Brown steps out, <laughs> um, and uh, but this is important because that's high charity. 
uh, it's not it's not high charity. It's just a cruiser. Oh, but high charity is coming. It, yeah, but it came from high charity. It came from high charity, and it's covered in flood, and it's also emanating a distress signal from Cortana. And now you can finally go get her. And this is one of my favorite missions in the game. I love this mission so long uh, as you could find it, shotguns. It's, it's a good horror section because you've got a lot of humans with you without shields. And they have a lot more engine power in this generation. So when somebody gets popcorn shrimp, they don't die and turn the flood off screen. It goes into their chest yep. and it just erupts out from underneath them. And suddenly you get bitch slapped by people who were helping you five yep. seconds ago. But you do dig through this uh, infested ship, and you do find her. Yeah, and also a bunch of other Covenant cruisers show up. Yes, and uh, like they actually they get on a PA system. This is the this is the carrier Shadow of Intent, and elites show up with plasma swords to uh just to help you carve your way to that ship. Like John Kasich and Bill Freight come out with plasma <laughs> swords and start trolling Trump on Twitter. Like, God damn, the world changed since I stopped paying attention to it. <laughs> then you hop into the but, ship. But the problem is, is these people allying with the UNSC now, uh, John Kasich allying, makes the uh, progressive caucus of the UNSC. Uh, now the whole entire UNSC has failed the purity test, and we need to just let the halo rings yep, go yep, off. Yep, that's the, <laughs> the halo rings are Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... You carve your way in. You get Cortana. But not Cortana. It's just... It, oh, that's right. It's, it's a little... It's a cartridge. You think Cortana might be on it, but it's not responding. It's just like a signal mm-hmm. that's really broken up. Like, uh, like She's saying something about something bad happening. So you take it back to headquarters, and there's that really... Then there's that awkward war room where all the elites are on one side, all the humans are on the other. Lord, We should have glassed your entire planet. Yes. You, shipmaster, just glassed half a continent. Maybe the flood isn't all I should be worried about. I love how Hood will not drop his racism against the elite. Like, yeah. he just, he's dying with it, brother. <laughs> um, and somebody, like, monitors there as well. And he's helping, trying to figure out how to get this thing working. And then when he does, Princess Leia pops up. <laughs> Her, like, and, like, success. He's just so happy to be helping. Oh, we forgot because Monitor shows up inside that ship when you find Cortana. That's right. And Halo and and and, and John has that other moment where he's like, on, "On Halo, you tried to kill Cortana. You tried to kill me. Protocol, man. You were going to destroy my installation. I love Guilty Spark. You did destroy my installation. <laughs> now I have only one function to help you, as I always should have done." <laughs> He's a snarkier C-3PO and I love it. I, I love this group of <laughs> misfits that are on Earth now. <laughs> like <laughs> monitor humans, elites. I wish grunts had carried over because some grunts were fighting with the elites, but like there's no grunt. They're just like playing like like juggling plasma grenades. Like, hey guys, check they this were out. they were they were sleeping when the elites rebelled. Yeah. <laughs> um they just, but, uh, yeah. I uh, love coming across sleeping grunts. Yeah. But, um, anyway. David. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Cortana shows up, but hey, um, chief, but chief realizes it's just a recording, and then the the fleet captain says, "Let it play." <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, Cortana says that the grave mind is leading high charity and all the flood to earth. So, that's uh, and <laughs> when the when the elites hear that, they're about ready to just pack up and leave. Yeah, but Cortana also says that there is a way to stop the flood without firing the remaining halo rings. But then she spasms, and then she looks plaintively at the whatever camera or recording she's making, and. Chief's leaning in as close as he can yeah. without being too awkward about it. Yeah. And she says, You've got to go through the arc. You've got to find the arc. There's not much time. And at that point, all the elites are like, Well, I guess we're going to the arc because I'm sure as hell not staying here. Right. And then Hood says, Well, I'll stay here. We'll hold out as long as we can. And then the fleet captain's, uh, Did you not hear? <laughs> Your world is doomed. <laughs> One single flood spore can destroy a species, <sighs> and then Key, uh, and then Keys, of course, leads her group of volunteers through the portal with the elites, including John, of course. And you have that mo- you have that moment where all the humans are gearing up with their warthogs, and all the elites are just off like. Like one's literally sitting on the hood of a, of a hover tank, and they're all just like, like they're not together, but they're not distant. Like they're they're hanging out and then talking about <laughs> talking about uh, what was it in a uh, sing sing in um, oh that thing where that was the proof that he was a bad guy that deserved to die in Disco Elysium. Oh, on the tape, I can't remember. You know, what I'm talking. That's what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, though. they're talking about their. Uh, <laughs> Man, you remember that genocide we did on that planet? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Halo, and, and then Chief, I keep trying to call him Halo, and then Chief and, Arbiter, Chief and Arbiter walk by, everyone perks up, like, oh, look busy, look busy. <laughs> <laughs> then you fly, and then, like, uh, like one or, t- like yeah, just one human ship, and all the elite, and, and the elite fleet, <laughs> the elite fleet, the the fleet, <laughs> they go through that little portal that didn't close down for some reason, right? And you get teleported off um, Earth to the Ark, and it's we don't really realize it right now, but it's outside the galaxy. It's like it's like in its own little yeah uh, Dyson sphere or something. Um, and uh, you, all the brute. All the brutes and all the rest, rest of the normal covenant, the the true Trump loyalist covenant, <laughs> <laughs> are already there. Fleetmaster, they outnumber us three to one. <laughs> then it is a fair fight. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he uh, talks normally, even though he has half his face missing. Right. <laughs> so you have this awesome ship battle. You're not part of that. That's not what this game is. Right. This isn't Gothic Armada. This is <laughs> you uh, get into your drop ships and you launch your naval invasion. You get to see like the fight going on in the background, but that's not your. That's, yeah, um, there's no windows in this thing for some reason. <laughs> Structural weaknesses, I guess. Uh, then you go down to the Ark and you start fighting your way to the places where the Covenants seem to take an interest. And at that point, like, uh, like you got, I love, I love the arbiter and chief are getting along pretty well. All things the, you know, it's a real buddy cop movie at this point. You know, yeah. 
the um, like they didn't like each other, but then like Arbiter took a hit at one point, and Chief helped him, and Arbiter's like, you saved my life back there. Chief's like, yeah, well, you know, I didn't <laughs> have to clean up your body or something like that. <laughs> Not like I like you or anything. <laughs> Baka. <laughs> I don't do friends anymore. <laughs> he touches the spot on the back of his head. <laughs> so, yeah, like, there's a lot of cool vehicles in this game, and those really become, come in handy. Like, I, I love, like, I... I Co-op is so much more fun, though. Mm. It's always more fun in Halo games, but especially in this one, like you get like vehicles and you have like a vehicle economy. Like, okay, well this this warthog is a little smoky. <laughs> yeah, but I, I like the warthog, man. I'm better at the warthog. You know me. I can't do the hover tank. I'm just saying the hover tank has a lot more HP left, and it's going to carry us for the rest of the game. This warthog is going to explode, and it's going to leave us stranded in a really awkward position. Remember, I mean, we got checkpoint. Do we got checkpoints? We're okay. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm a ghost man this, myself. This, is, this isn't a stupid. This isn't a game for stupid people. This is a game for people who are economically minded. Uh, it doesn't track dirt. It doesn't <laughs> track dirt. <laughs> I just don't. I'm not, I'm not crazy about the color. What happens if we have to change tires on the warthog? That's a thousand dollars. Like all the marines have already gone forward and gotten themselves killed. It's You're hanging out here just toe tapping. I don't. I just kicking don't the tires. Yeah. <laughs> all right, pop the hood. Let me. Can you knock off a thousand bucks? Can you help me out here? I mean, the, the hover tanks are right over there. I mean, what you got to give me a reason not to go for the hover tank, man. Well, well maybe we can just ride this back because I'm pretty sure I saw something. I, I, one of those like brute vehicles that are like, <laughs> dude, those things handle like ass. I hate so the fucking cool. brute ones. Like, they look cool. I'm I'm a I'm I'm a ghost man. Yep. My God. Okay, so you get um, you finally. Get moving. You get two ghosts. You yeah. settled the his and hers. Yeah. <laughs> You're both riding warthogs with no one on the turret. <laughs> and eventually, um, you fight your way to the heart of where the Covenant have got, and they've got two scarabs. Mm-hmm. Two scarabs. That's like that's one more than they had in two. Yeah, that's like when, <laughs> that's like in the uh, Mega Man X game where you start start fighting bosses as normal enemies, right? <laughs> like the, it's the gauntlet rush. Like like uh, there's gonna be like <laughs> Tartarus is gonna be on one of them, and you're gonna have to fight all the bosses from Halo, from the Halo franchise. But no, you just do really cool things. Like you have those helicopters that the humans have now that they brought with them that would have been really helpful elsewhere, <laughs> and you, you get like. You get one person in the pilot seat and shooting at things, but one guy's like riding on the on the bumper. You, you drop him off on one of the scarabs so he can go inside and kill it while you're helping him off. And then as it's exploding, he jumps off onto you because you're just too good. You're just your co-op game is just so good. It's it's so fun when that works, and it's yes. so hilarious when you fuck it up. Right, <laughs> like one of your guys explodes and gets propelled into space. And since you're playing on legendary. Back because of course, for both of you. Because of course, you're yeah. playing on legendary. Yeah. Wouldn't I? Wouldn't I? Wouldn't make? I wouldn't cast aspersions on your asparagus like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember who said that, but it was the highlight of that political year. Oh yeah, it was some. Uh, it was some Republican who got caught doing something. Uh, Casting aspersions on my asparagus over here. <laughs> Check out this guy's asparagus. I can't believe that it wasn't Rick Santorum. It yeah, wasn't, that- but it's hard to believe that it wasn't. Casting aspersions on my blood, people. <laughs> that fucking guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is he still active politically? Oh, he's well. Sure, he's he's in a church, so yes. 
He, he's in one of those uh, churches that exists to make money. He was Catholic, probably. wasn't he? I thought he was Catholic. Oh. Oh, he's not a very good Catholic then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a better Catholic than he is. I'm a far better Catholic yeah, yeah, than he yeah. is. Um, I, I, dec- I declare him a heretic because <laughs> I can do that. I have the authority. I was born into it, baby. Uh, <laughs> Baptized. Can't can't take that away. I was, <laughs> I was born into it, molded by it. I was a born man before I had my commu- my confirmation. <laughs> by then, it was only bland and somewhat sugary, uh, but surprisingly filling. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to just buy a bunch of communion wafers on like Etsy or something. Oh, I did that. I did that oh. a few years ago. Yeah. Um, the uh, I did it because um, my reasoning was that I hated that you can only ever have one in church. Oh, yeah. Because I always wanted more. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, I'm a grown man, and I went and bought uh, communion wafers off of Amazon. It's like, it's like five bucks for like fifteen hundred. Nice. And um, me and my dad were eating them with salsa, and our mo- my mom yelled at us. <laughs> Because um, he looked at me, he's like, "That's stupid." And I was Body like, "Put Christ." I was like, "Put something on them." Well, uh, the, the way we got my mom to calm down was we said they weren't blessed yet. Mm. They're nothing until they're blessed, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, so no. They um, jokes on her. They're I blessed them. Yeah, bo- <laughs> yeah you, you you dunked them in the the sauce. Yeah, that's blessing. The blood, the blood of the, <laughs> the blood of the Christ, the blood of Christ. Pico de guy. <laughs> <laughs> so after um. You finally get in sight of the control room. Mm-hmm. The uh, elites have apparently won their space battle, and the fleet captain has brought his carrier into the atmosphere of this um, construct. And then he sees something on the radar. <laughs> By the gods, brace for impact. Oh, that's Some- high charity. Yeah. yeah something tear, like a, a piece of high charity tears through the yep. ship. And he has to like leave, and then High Charity just straight up crashes. Apparently, High Charity skipped Earth and went straight for the, the big arc. threat. Yep, because the Ark is the control room for all the Halo rooms. And the Grave Mind is on this hunk of High yes. Charity. He has brought himself outside of the galaxy. <laughs> now, what Chief understands though is if High Charity is there, that Cortana. also means Cortana is there. Yes. Priority, though, is to stop uh, Truth because he is in the control room and he's about to fire the Halo Rings because he has captured Avery. Because you need a human to fire it. Yes, and he knows this. And um, so you're fighting your way there and there's a moment at the bottom. You're at the bottom of a huge elevator shaft. It's going to take a long time to get up there. Keys says, uh, Chief, how close are you? He looks up with Arbiter and says, not close enough. You get that cut scene where Keys flies a dropship through the window as Truth is like Avery is saying, "What's the matter, big shot? Can't start your own party." I love Avery. I admit, I need your help. <laughs> that secret dies with all the rest. And then Keys erupts from the window in the dropship with a shotgun and a pistol. Mm. She's dual wielding where no man has ever dual wielded before. <laughs> because she is no man. Because she is not. <laughs> you can't do. No man can dual wield. I am no man. And there are a bunch of honor guard brutes who are getting their asses kicked when Truth is saying, don't kill her. We need a human. Oh, because he already killed Avery, didn't he? He hadn't killed Avery yet. He yeah. just like one of you is going to light oh, these that's rings. Right. Yeah. And he um 
So he's just trying to keep control of the situation. He has more brutes. He only has two humans to work with. (laughs) (laughs) Another economic decision. Yes. Yes. So the brutes are just like literally being shot with a shotgun. and They can't do anything about it because their zealotry prevents them from realizing that certain policies are doing them harm. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how often that shows up in video games, isn't it? Yeah. Game's getting political. (laughs) Back in 2007, where games weren't political at all. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, uh, but then Keys, uh, and then Keys tells Avery to get on the drop ship because they're just going to leave unmolested. Uh, according to her plan, she's kind of mm-hmm. desperate. Obviously, right? She's just buying time, and she does that pretty well. But then she gets shot in the back by none other than Truth, who does this like 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 you a gun, right? Like he tosses it away. Your forefathers wisely set aside your compa- their compassion, steeled themselves for what rational, logically needed to be done. <laughs> no thought, th- facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and you would agree with me that this is, <laughs> hypo- let's say hypothetically, I fire off the halo rings. You would have to agree with me that the flood would be eliminated. <laughs> And He's, we would be in heaven. The prophet of truth, the prophet of truth is Ben Shapiro. <laughs> My wife is a doctor. You cannot argue with me about this. <laughs> yeah, like like Avery is telling um, Keys, do it. Shoot me and shoot yourself and he's done. But Keys can't do it because she's a woman driven by her emotions. <laughs> Truth, however, is driven by one thing. Facts and reason. Facts and reason. It is just as I predicted. The prophet Shapiro has never lied. So uh, Chief and Arbiter finally get up on the uh, elevator, and things are looking pretty bleak because Mm -hmm. uh, Truth has forced Avery uh, to put his hand on the thing, and it's firing up. It's gearing up. You gotta do something to stop it, like like Halo Two when you did something to stop it. <laughs> but there's a lot of brutes and uh, and uh, there's a lot of. Brutes but you know what else there is on that? Um, you know what else there is on the hallway to get to the brutes? A gravity hammer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One other thing too, you you see two <laughs> really big flood creatures pop up, and you both get ready to fight, and then he says, "Do not shoot. Listen." I love that when they talk, they're like they're, they're like making vibrations with the little tendrils that are coming out of what mm-hmm. used to be an elite or a brute's mouth. <laughs> and like, let me lead you safely to our fool. <laughs> Only you can halt what he has set in motion. It's funny because, again, the grave mind has found a situation where the covenant is the worst threat than he, and you have no choice but to work with him. Yeah, and there's like that, that moment where you see all the popcorn shrimp flood like scurrying around around your feet and both you and the arbiter are like like looking at each other like okay i guess we're doing this so you become like an agent of like damnation like there's like flood coming up from behind you constantly and you just have to like find little parts of the covenant line break holes in them and watch as chaos ensues mm-hmm. Like one of my like some of my favorite memories of playing that game are just like taking a plasma pistol, waiting for a flood rush, 
and taking somebody's shield down and watching a popcorn shrimp transform one of the brutes into a flood and destroy its own <laughs> defense line. <laughs> like it's really cool. <laughs> It's like a it's like a whole new genre of game at that point. Right. It's well, I mean, obviously that genre of game is um uh Rebel Without a Pulse <laughs> for Xbox. Can't uh, I can't remember that guy's name. It was just Rebel Without a Pulse. We played as a zombie. Yeah. And it's like a reverse it's it's a it's the reverse of a zombie game. You yeah. play as a zombie and you yeah. Anyway, you finally fight your way to truth and he gets infected by a popcorn trip. And he's oh, like over oh, like, like over time, he uh, he like he's still kind of himself, but the grave mind is starting to assert himself. Like there's two different octaves he's speaking in. The and master, yeah, and he's talking. <laughs> he's talking about he's talking to the arbiter about how he's so how they're all so close to ascension, and then Master Chief shuts it down, <laughs> and then, like truth finally gets. Um, just as he's about to be consumed by the flood, Arbiter gets his revenge for his people, and uh, takes and uh, John, John Kasich gets uh, finally uh, slays John, 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 John K. Jeb Bush finally wins the Electoral College in a landslide. <laughs> <laughs> so um, immediately after this. Um, the flood turned on you, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you got to figure out a way to stop that. You have to fight the yeah. yeah. And but then something like uh, there's a big observation window. There's a big op- open ocean, and apparently there was a construction facility somewhere underneath that ocean because a, a halo ring l- lifts out of the ocean while a m- bunch of monks are chanting, <laughs> doing that halo ch- yeah. chant. Oh. oh. Well, maybe Truth had a point. This is pretty awe-inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, and I love this part about part with Chief because it shows that he knows what's going on. He doesn't, like, Monitor is not in the scene at all before this point. Chief looks behind him without, he doesn't see Monitor. He just knows he's there. Did you know about this? And Monitor pops out. I just knew about it now, but I had my hopes. <laughs> he's got a rep- he's got a new car. <laughs> he wrecked his first one, but Dad bought him another. The um, you know when when that halo ring's rising out, uh, you know when you when you saw the sacred ring that inspire all, it finally <laughs> did, Don. Yeah, it finally did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love that part of uh, Halo Two. W- were you dumbstruck? <laughs> Because how else could you let humans on it? <laughs> Dude, the whole beginning of Halo 2. I hate that people dog on Halo 2's story. So Halo great. 2 is so fucking good. Heretic. Heretic. And uh, the, just the contrast of Chief having the greatest like yeah, allocate so in his life good. and the fact that this allocate ruined Arbiter's life. <laughs> like, God, it's so good. It, it's it, it's the natural progression of that one episode where Homer has everything good happen to him and the hard worker has everything bad happen to him. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> anyway, Halo, um, the, the Halo is there. The first Halo ring, the reproduction of the one that you destroyed, John has an idea. We're not in the galaxy. If this thing fires, it's just going to kill everything in this general region without activating everyone in the galaxy. 
So monitor gets up in his face. What will you do? Light it. <laughs> John. John. I never thought. I always hoped, but I never thought I'd hear you say those words. <laughs> so now you're on your way to light the ring. Because now, my love. I'm getting what I've always been dreaming of. So are you, oh baby, fantasies come true. <laughs> Monitor's just on cloud nine right, right. now. John's in, but John has his uh, feelings for another. He needs something to light that ring. Cortana. Mm-hmm. She still has that activation index. And let's face it, he needs Cortana. Mm-hmm. He's always needed Cortana. And fighting your way through corrupted high charity is really challenging because it's just like a completely alien environment. And you really, and you're like, unless you have Arbiter with you, you're all alone. And it's just really oppressive because the grave mind keeps bellowing at you. And occasionally you see, you hear Cortana, but she's not talking to you. She's just talking like, like different parts of her memory are being splattered out. And to, and they're keep, it, it, it's, She's just talking to herself, and and towards the end, you she her uh, somewhat normal talk is overlaid with "I am a monument to all your sins," mm-hmm. like literally quoting the grave mind because she's been stuck talking to him for like however long. She's clearly been through some terrible things and um, isolation. Not to not to mention AIs apparently have a life expectancy mm-hmm. that she's nearing the end of, but. Um, my favorite part of the game is when you get finally get to that one chamber where she's in, mm-hmm. and the, the soft piano music picks up. There's no light except from the panel where Cortana finally shows up. You found me. But, I love it. But so much of me is wrong. Out of place. You might be too late. She's like in a fetal position, and John's being as caring as a hulking war machine can be. You know me. When I make a promise. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Don't make a girl a promise if you know you can't keep it. Then, of course, <laughs> just to add it on, when he does put the chip in, mm-hmm. keep your head down. There's, There's two, two of, of us in, us in here, here now. now, remember? God. Oh, so That's such a well-constructed scene for the game that it is. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, it's like, so... And it, it, like I, I really identify with that like opening statement with Cortana. It's so much of me is wrong, out of place. You might be too late. Like when you hit a really low, low. Oh yeah. Like when you like it's twenty twenty. You're on Twitter. <laughs> like like if things like like if things go relatively back to normal in twenty twenty one, I'm still gonna be thinking like Frodo in the bar after the ring is destroyed. Where everyone else is happy and moving on with their lives, having kids, and then you just look around to all the other deserters at the table <laughs> who are forever changed by the traumatic event. But uh, Cortana is back in your head now, and you are of one mind. The activation index from the first Halo ring, a little souvenir I held on to just in case, which is kind of terrifying. Right. I understand. I mean, I'm a hoarder. I mean, if I if I like, if I find like a radiotherapy machine, I might hold on to it, even if I know, even though I know academically there's cesium in there, in powder form. <laughs> so, anyway, off to the Halo ring. Yes, 
Yes, everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you need, yeah, you gotta get to the um, Halo ring, and you got to um, fire this thing off. Mm-hmm. And throughout the game, you've been receiving like uh, weird signals and off the like in little cul-de-sacs. There's little portals that tell you backstory of the universe where the forerunner from the forerunner war. Yes, and at the in the last one you see is the AI that the Forerunners were apparently using to fight the Forerunners, but decided that they, yeah, not the Forerunners, the Flood. They were yeah. Forerunners using the AI to fight the Flood, but the AI joined the Flood. And this is the AI, the AI, is, AI is apparently still alive in captivity, and it is on this ring, and it's saying, uh, maybe I made a mistake. I'm going to keep this. When you, when you launch this thing, it's going to break apart because it's not finished yet. But I will keep it stable and keep you safe as an act of atonement. And no one comments on that. <laughs> it's just like a little background element that you've got outside help from the deep traumatic past. So you got to fight. Your, okay, so you fight your way. You, you do the thing where you like debate which vehicle you're going to take. <laughs> and then eventually that choice is made for you because you get to the control room and monitor is just so happy because Avery's got like that Spartan laser he's just carrying around. And he's like, okay, we're going to launch the, all right, we're going to launch the Halo ring. And then monitor says, yes, we are totally going to do that in about three to five days. And then Avery says, um, no, we're going to do it now. But if, if we do that now, the installation will destroy itself. Deal with it. Oh, oh, I was wrong to trust humanity again. <laughs> he tries to get so monitor beams Avery really hard. Really hard. Avery's down. Mm-hmm. But then, and then when you try and then when uh John confront John Arbiter confront Monitor, Monitor is just getting really, really, really angry that he finally has his ring back and they're trying to take it from him. But then Avery hits him with the Spartan laser and says, kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> which you which you do. And uh, then you have that moment where, like, the cool character in the movie is dying. Mm-hmm. Like, and <laughs> just make it count. <laughs> the uh, It makes me think of Blood Dragon. The, uh, you tell my family I died fighting for my country. No, you're going to tell them that yourself. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of that game is the part where the doctor's going on and on, and she tells you about... I mean, story-wise, she's telling you about this serum she has that will make you super strong and everything. Yeah. And basically, it, it sounds exactly like in a video game where they're telling you about you're about to get these huge character upgrades, mm-hmm. and you're all excited about it. And then uh, Rex Power Cult goes, no, thanks. I made a promise to a lady before. And she goes, oh, your wife? No, Lady Liberty. Liberty. She <laughs> taught me that a winner never uses drugs. Statue of Liberty <laughs> and the FBI warning pop up <laughs> God damn it, I love that game. <laughs> Such a good game. Um, anyway, Avery's dead, and it's really, it's really, really heart, uh, heartbreaking, heartbreaking yeah. because John just lost the only other person. This, really... this isn't the legendary ending to Halo One. This is real. Yeah. This is canon. This is real. He's, mm-hmm. he, like, he's not going to show up in Halo Four. Like, how did you survive? Yeah, they're not going to do it again. You <laughs> know you this get, is it. How did you get back from beyond the galactic rim after an explosion? Uh, classified, classified information, <laughs> Chief. <laughs> he's got like an anime band aid on. <laughs> So you know he's been wounded. Yeah. 
<laughs> so um, Arbiter actually like like comforts John. Like he he died well. He died with honor. And then after you uh, start the Halo ring and the you have the big countdown, you gotta ru- you gotta run. Warthog mission. Yeah, and <laughs> apparently the warthog was Avery's because Arbiter says, "Even in death, your sergeant guides us all." <laughs> So Arbiter is a fan of warthogs. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and this one's the most annoying one because parts of the floor drop out. I fucking love that music. Anyway, you get to the ship. You ramp into the ship. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and then... And funny story about this ship. Yeah. Um. So uh, John gets like awkwardly thrown behind some crates the arbiter gets uh, awkwardly thrown beyond those crates closer to the door and um, <laughs> and chief just motions him get to the cockpit and get us out yeah. of here because this thing's about to blow yeah we need to get out of this little um we need to get back through that portal to earth so um chief like locks himself and cortana in behind that control panel it's the mm-hmm. only thing that he that was, that's not going to move because they haven't actually closed the blast door. Right. <laughs> and just as you're entering the portal, uh, it, Cortana says, if we don't make it, we'll make it. But then it cuts in half. Yeah. It's been an honor serving with you, Captain. Or Chief. <laughs> and, and then you see that blinding light engulf Chief. And half of the ship crashes to Earth. And humans recover Arbiter, but not the Master Chief. And a funeral service is held yeah, for the Master um, Chief. There's a lot of social distancing because there's only like six people. And uh, the Master Chief's call, yep. 117, is, is like scraped on. Is scraped onto the uh, wing of that ship. And uh, Hood and Arbiter have their little moment where Hood's like, all the things your people did to mine, mm-hmm. I'll never get over it. And Arbiter says his catchphrase, were it so easy. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a neat moment because it's, it's Hood saying, look, I get it. You saved us all, but I most of my the men serving under me died fighting you. Mm-hmm. You did unspeakable things to us that we didn't deserve. I don't know that I can get over it. And Arbiter just basically confirms back, like this is pretty much what I expected, man. Yeah, like, like, like he also says, like, I, hard to believe Master Chief is dead. So there's like a little double meaning there. Yep. Like, oh yeah, I don't believe he's dead. Believe me, I have someone who's tried to kill him for quite a while. They, uh, <laughs> I don't think he's dead. And uh, the demon will not be defeated so easily. And then it, it, we get to see yes. the cargo hold. Everything's just floating in space. And um, <laughs> like, uh, John wakes up. Uh, no, Cortana wakes up, but she's shouting for John. And uh, John, like, uh, John comes to manages to orient himself back mm-hmm. towards the, the panel. And Cortana says, well, we made it, but I'm not sure where we are. And she gets a little distraught. She's like, what if we just float out here forever? What if no one ever finds us? Yeah. And Chief's just going, someone will find us. And he's making his way to the cryo-free. Yeah. It's one of my favorite scenes because it shows his character so well. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to solve it out here. I'm just going to freeze. Thaw me out when someone finds us. And then, like, she's put a, she put out a distress signal, but it could be years yeah. before anyone finds us. And then right before um, John puts himself to sleep, he says, wake me when you need me. Now, that could mean wake me when there's ass to kick or wake me when you're lonely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's cool because he there's a genuine affection 
for Cortana. Mm-hmm. And Cortana, even though she's an AI, has a genuine affection for John. It's a very real friendship displayed mm-hmm. in video games. Now, because the AI happens to be female, of course, the internet just interprets that as, um, yeah, you know... Yeah, because, like, platonic friendships and power... I, I, that's, why I like, uh, why, why, that's why I liked about In Three Houses about Hubert and Edelgard. Um, actually, uh, uh, it's one of the things I love the most about Ghosts of Tsushima is um, the uh, the closest person to Jin is a woman through the whole story. There's never a spark of romance, mm-hmm. but it's clear they can't live without each other. Yeah, so it it's it's a cool dynamic. I love it. the The relationship between uh, Jin and Yuna and uh, Ghosts of Tsushima is really cool because it just shows that like get this this is war. That is the <laughs> last fucking thing on our minds. The um so. Anyway, uh, Chief goes to sleep, and uh, Cortana just sort of uh, stares off into space. Yep. And uh, that was the last we heard of them for seven years. Yep. I don't uh, think... If you, uh, if you beat it on Legendary, you do see the the Hulk drifting towards some kind of planet, mm-hmm. which is which does carry over into Halo 4. Yes. And Halo 4 is better than I expected it to be. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. I really um, I really like Halo 4. I played it... Uh, after, and what, I didn't play it when it came out. I played it after it was like dirt cheap. Uh, the first time I played it was the Master Chief Collection, mm. um, the uh, which it made it to the Master Chief Collection extremely quick after release. Yeah, um, I, but, I really liked all the things with uh, Cortana in there. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a great game. We'll be covering that one next. But guys, um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we we're, it's it's good to be back. It's been a good long while since so we sat down and did these. Been busy. Yeah, um, we've been extreme. Don and I have been uh, a bit overworked. Yeah. Um, News is picking back up, so you're staying really mm-hmm. busy. Um, and uh, production of vehicles is keeping me pretty busy. But uh, we promise to get back to you guys as, as much as possible. Uh, and I, I will be doing monologues again very soon. We just got to get things in life uh, in order again. Uh, the world's kind of topsy-turvy right now. Yeah. So, um, But, guys, uh, until then, check out the links below. Uh, check out our uh, pals over at the Rest of Rally Network. Uh, a great group of guys. These are some really cool podcasts to listen to. Um, not quite as cool as ours, <laughs> but uh, they're, you know what? These kids are trying. They're trying, and that, that, that's what matters. So, um, guys, we'll see you next time. See ya.